Welcome to episode 9 of Your Town Crime, Pima, Arizona. This week, we talk about the Native American history and recent decisions that continue to negatively affect the tribes in the area. We also talk about a small town crime with big conspiracies. Hang with us, because we have fun chasing a few rabbits. Thanks to podbean.com for helping to get our podcast out there. That's podbean, B-E-A-N.com. Also, thanks to podbelly.com for giving us easy-to-find info on starting a podcast. Welcome to episode nine of Your Town Crime. Ooh, that rhymes. I like it. Kind of, right? Your Town Crime. Nine. Your Town Welcome. Crime. What Number you just nine? Said. Oh, what did I say? <laughs> well, I don't know. I'm like, follow me, Jason. <laughs> I was not, wasn't following. Nine? I was like, Your Town Crime does not. Nine. Number nine. Episode number nine of Your Town Crime. That does? Yes. That okay, has a nice good. ring to it nice ring and nine of them i can't believe it seems like yesterday we were recording number one i know yeah well we're recording from wasp central studios here oh my gosh you guys have no idea the fear that i'm in right now we are currently (laughs) both surveying the room for more wasp we've uh i've probably killed 10 today it's a little bit warmer we're in october uh you know we don't we're a little bit behind on releasing these things uh, because we have lives and it's hard to edit at one time. So we're a little behind. We're in we're in October, October twelfth to be exact. So that's what what time in the world we are here in the future. We probably know who our next president's going to be. Yes, you probably know that right now. Whew, I can't wait till it's over. Yes, we've got uh, you know less than a month, <laughs> and we'll know. And oh, it's been crazy. Yes, it has been chaotic. Maybe yeah. COVID will go away. I doubt it. But On November third, <laughs> magically. Yeah, November fourth. <laughs> we don't hear anything else about it again. But yeah. you guys should feel super special because I would never sit in a wasp-filled room for anything else. No. Did you hear one? No, I didn't hear one. I just looked. I'm just looking. I'm, <laughs> I've got your back. Yeah, I, it's it, it's a little bit warmer outside right now, and I think that they're that they're that they are a little more lively today. Yes. So when it's cold outside, they're kind of lethargic, but they're flying around right now. I had one, and I was down here for a while before Shannon <laughs> got here, and I thought I had them all killed, and then she popped in, and they went crazy. I don't know what it was. She's got Taco Bell. Oh, yeah. We're going to talk about Taco Bell for 20 <laughs> minutes again and I have no idea why we, why I, or where we got that. I think that's why I got Taco Bell. I never choose Taco Bell. No. You got a drink. Was that Baja what? Blast. Baja, I don't know. I think so. Have you ever had it? Uh, probably. It's really good. I'm not a big soft drinker, but I really enjoy it uh, on occasion. On occasion. They've got some, gonna get me some kind of pineapple. They got like some kind of. Dole Whip type thing. There. Oh yeah, I did see that. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, I saw somebody talking about it. I don't know if it's good. There we go. Taco Bell again. They <laughs> should sponsor us. <laughs> that would be amazing. I don't eat there much at all. And then we, we've talked about it twice on our podcast now. So, Have you watched Fargo? We started the first episode, and then we're old, so we go to sleep. Like, <laughs> we didn't even finish it the what first episode. I wanted, to, I wanted to finish it, but then we fell asleep. Okay. So what did you think? It was I mean, pretty I- good. It was a... Uh, it was pretty fast. You kind of had to follow follow what was going on. You know, it was pretty quick. You know, the decades passing by pretty quick. I don't think I'm giving any spoilers, but um, but yeah, it was good. It's, oh, it's it's always good. The writing was great, and and it was interesting and had me on the edge of my seat and was like, oh, I can't believe that. And is that based off a true story for I, real? I don't know. We talked about that too because it says you know, uh, I th- the first one might have been the original Fargo. Mm-hmm. Might have been, and then they just keep doing that. I I don't know, but I mean, they gave investigate and do like a spoiler. I mean, well, I mean, it's in the first episode, and and well, what if people listening have (laughs) don't even know what Fargo is? This time they will have already watched the entire. Well, if they know what Fargo (laughs) is, but if they've never (laughs) even watched the the real the movie from the nineties, okay, that's just a little little bit. No more. But it was funny. It was funny. It was like as always. So there was some humor in there, dark humor, sometimes, several times. Yeah. But it's uh, it's definitely good. So maybe we'll get to watch it. And I can't like skip ahead. I have to watch it with her. So okay, that's you're hard. nice. Oh, it's so hard to do. Do you watch Big Brother? The thing on CBS. Where yes. They, I have watched it. I watched it in the past. Let's see. Hmm. Jeff, maybe. Uh huh. There's Jeff, and he's on something now. Like he's still around on TV. I see him every once in a while. And he, he did he marry the blonde? Yes. What was her name? Uh, Jordan. Jordan. Yeah, that sounds right. That's probably about the last time I watched I it. I feel like I need to fact check that, but I'm pretty sure that that's that right. sounds right. Jordan. Yeah. How did you stop watching it? <laughs> I've watched it, it for dumb. so long. What? <laughs> it was dumb. Like. They're just too crazy. Some of them just seem too too insane. Like I I gotta like those two. I kind of got into them. Jeff seemed normal, and that she did too. Mm-hmm. They seem normal. Like and then usually they're, I just don't feel like they're they're normal people, and there's too much going on in the house. And it's so know. good. I haven't watched it since then. What was the? There was one dude and his daughter were on there. He was yes. like old rocker dude, mm-hmm. older rocker dude. Yeah. I can't remember his name. I've got Ryan into it for like yeah. the past five years, so we never miss it. Yeah, I use, I mean, I watched it, and then Showtime after uh, after dark it was uh-huh. on, and I'd watch that every once in a while. But that was that's been a while. That's been oh, it's been twelve. I haven't watched it since me and Emily have been together. I don't think. I'm not sure that we can continue this podcast if I don't watch <laughs> Big Brother. So we have to. I mean, I I watched it for a while. I did enjoy it. I mean, it was they're locked in a house, and it it's fun so it's, to make predictions. Like who? That's what Ryan and I do. We try yeah. to figure out at the beginning. Okay, who's your winner? And then it's fun to see. Is it there still out. A, still strategy and mm-hmm. game involved? Still, yeah. or is it is it gotten real hokey? No, it's still the okay. same. I feel like it's still the same. I, I don't know. It was a pretty cool show because they're. I mean, they are stuck in there, and the reality is, you know, it's not very real at first because everybody's got their outside faces on then it gets real pretty mm-hmm. quick so yeah it's good yeah 
It kind of reminds me of the real world. Did you watch that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Back in the day. Except this has like fun competition and stuff like that. Like did you watch Road Rules? I did. <laughs> and I watched Real, <laughs> real World Road Rule uh-huh. Challenge, too. Yes. Yeah. I'm that was back in college. I mean, that was back in the ni- late 90s. Yeah. I'm ashamed I had, that I was in fifth grade watching those shows. Yeah. <laughs> I was in college. Yeah. I watched them then just because there wasn't anything else on, really. Mm-hmm. I mean, TLC, all that stuff. <laughs> Day and you're in college. There's nothing. I don't know. <laughs> uh, wasting time. Wasting time on <laughs> bad TV in the 90s. And wasting time on good TV now. <laughs> Hopefully. I don't know about Big Brother, but Fargo, I'll definitely call that good TV. It is. But Big Brother is still good. I'm going to stand by it. All right. Maybe I'll give it a shot. I can't remember. What was that guy's name? The crazy rocker guy. There was a little There was a little guy. I think he won it one year. That might have been the same one with Jeff and Jordan. But Jeff, he's, he's like on a show on Fox or or the, is it still a, no, it's a CW? Is it still a CW? Dick and Daniel. Is that who? Yeah, like... Yeah. Uh, they call Dick him. Donato? Yeah. Yeah, Danielle was his daughter. She's pretty hot. What was, uh... <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's been the last time I watched it. Was those probably... That might have been two two years in a row. Two seasons. Mm-hmm. I cannot believe you stopped watching it. Uh, I don't know. Had better things to do. Didn't take <laughs> much to get me off that. <laughs> I watched that when I was single and didn't have anything to do, so... Uh, Jeff Schroeder. Yeah, he's on something. He's like on a talk show, like a talk newscast thing now. So I don't, I don't. I flipped by and I was like, "Hey, there's that guy." It's on, is CW <laughs> still a thing? Guy. We don't even know. Uh, I don't know. WB. Uh oh. Where? I spotted a wasp. Where? We got a pause for a wasp killing. She just spotted it. Okay, you good? <laughs> <laughs> I'm barely good. <laughs> She said, there's two. It took <laughs> off running <laughs> with her Taco Bell bag in her hand to defend herself. I have yeah. it rolled up like a little mini bat yeah. that and I'm she, not going to do anything with. I'm just she eating. took off running and hid, and I <laughs> had to squish them. Oh, my God, Jason. Oh, found another one. She gone. All right, we're back <laughs> again <laughs> from another wasp killing. It's crazy. Uh, all right, I think that's. I think we're good. You have said that. I know. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm optimistic. I think we're going to be fine. Okay. All right. You good? You calm? Your nerves? Your nerves back down to normal? Yeah. Heart good. rate down? All right. Where were we? Well, we were talking about Fargo, Big Brother. Yeah. But we can move on from that. Yeah, let's move on. All right. So we're in Pima, Arizona. That's Pima, Pima Arizona. Uh, the population is 2,500, and it's in Graham County. Graham County, Arizona. In Graham County, Arizona, that was the first county in Arizona that was not named after a, a uh, that didn't have a Native American name. Okay. So that was the first one is named after Mount Graham. And the counties in Arizona are huge. Yes. There's not cities, that many of them. Cities, yeah, tons. They're, yeah, they're, the counties are huge in land area. Like, there's not very many counties in the state. And the counties are huge. I'm talking about land area is just huge. And I think part of the part of that might be because of the re- some of the reservations. Maybe I don't know. There's also not a lot of people in some of these areas too. There'll be like Tucson, Pima County looks huge. It it covers almost the entire southern border of the state, 
but Tucson's like the only town in there, uh, mm-hmm. the only big town. Uh, so, I mean, it's huge. And Graham County, part of Graham County, Pima actually used to be in Pima County, Arizona. So I'll talk about that in a second. So it's a, it's a little confusing when you look up Pima, Arizona. Since Pima County, Arizona has Tucson in it, a lot of things you find are going to be from from Pima County. Mm-hmm. You found that too, didn't you? Yes. Yeah, I so. got super excited. I saw a lot of things, and then I was like, oh, wait. Right. Yeah. <laughs> this is Pima County, not yeah. Pima, Arizona. Yeah, and I even found... I even found like the 14 or 15, you can find this on Google, uh, best things to do in Pima, Arizona. Mm-hmm. And like only one of them is in Pima, Arizona. <laughs> so I was like, dude. I mean, he talks about the history and stuff. I, I did get some stuff out of it. But he, I was like, man, it's the top 15 things to do in Pima, Arizona. It should be the top one thing to do in Pima and then drive down the road a little bit and the see this other stuff. only thing to do in Pima. Yeah, Not the but, only, but. I mean, there, it's a nice little town. He says that, you know, most people drive through it, and that's probably the truth. I mean, we've got a town kind of like that. Uh, people do stop that more now. We've got a nice downtown in our, in our city. Hey, we had some people drive by, fall in love with it, and move down here. That happens a lot. Mm-hmm. We've got a lot of Yankees down here now mm-hmm. and a lot of halfbacks. <laughs> oh, you know what that is? What? Oh well, no, we're stumping me already. Uh, Yan- that, halfbacks are Yankees who get tired of the cold, so they move to Florida. And then they get to Florida, and a hurricane comes, and they're like, nope. So oh. they move halfway back. Okay. And they go, we're going to stop right here. <laughs> so that's, uh, you know, <laughs> that's what it's, they moved halfway back to okay. Yankeeville. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. So. We still call them Yankees around here. Nothing, you know, I mean, it's just a regional thing now. <laughs> you know, move from the north, <clears throat> come down here and buy, our, buy five acres and sit on ports and overalls and say they're yeah. farmers. <laughs> so, well. but please listen to our podcast. <laughs> if you're I feel like we've offended everyone <laughs> from, from the from north, north to the south. North of the Mason-Dixon line. Uh, <laughs> no, there's, there's, there are good people that have moved into our area. And have made our town a little better. Yes, agreed. All right, so maybe we've won you back. <laughs> Come to East Tennessee anytime. Yes. So getting back into Pima, Arizona, um, it was settled by Mormons in 1879, and I did. I don't think that I knew that Mormons had gone this far south. You know, 1879. There's a lot of going on in Utah, mm-hmm. and I don't think it was too too long before this in history that were Joseph Smith went to Utah and was was getting everything going out there uh, pretty big. But they did uh, they moved to Arizona and and branched out into Arizona before it became a state and tried to settle parts so they could get land kind of smart. You know, we'll go before the U.S. has it. It looks like we're going that way, so we'll go on in there and and make a town, and then we'll already have we'll already have our land there, and they can't kick us off or whatever. We'll you know. They won't care because we're not Indians. We're not Native Americans, so they don't – we're white. So they're not going to kick us out of here. But the Mormons, they came in in um, 1879, like I said. They had nor- originally named it Smithville after Joseph Smith, the founder of the Mormon church. And uh, his first cousin, uh, Jesse Smith, who was the president at the time. That's the president of uh, – I think that's the president of the Mormon church. So, And it might have been just this area. I couldn't really tell. 
and I didn't really go far down that path. Um, if you're into Mormon history, you can get get us on it and educate me on who Joe, Jesse Smith was a little <laughs> bit. He was he was Joseph Smith's first cousin. I can tell you that. But there was a lot of first cousins, a lot mm-hmm. in the Mormon Church in that time. There was a lot of a lot of relatives. Uh, they had uh, they first settled in Forestdale, but they found out it was on Indian land, so they moved a little bit more and settled in uh, in settled Smithville. It wasn't planned by the leaders of the church. Uh, most towns, they said, you know, go set set up a town here for this reason because of whatever you know whatever resource it had or but uh but they just kind of stopped and said this looks good started uh started settling settling a town as an original group of 28 people they surveyed and divided lots uh, into streets they had wide streets and they started farm- farming pretty much right away and uh they found you know good water that they could use for irrigation started dir- digging canals uh that kind of thing dug a well after they found out the river uh was it wasn't good for, to drink so they dug a well uh, and of course they built a church almost right away uh, that doubled as a schoolhouse as most small town uh, churches did back in that time let's see the, the well I was talking about they used uh, they pulled the water or they used they got the water to water the crops into the houses with lizards that's what they called them lizards okay <laughs> it's not really lizards it was uh, the lizards were a uh, it's a wooden sled that cattle or other other animals pulled, you know, cattle or horses, mules, whatever, pulled uh, pulled behind them that carried uh, big uh, barrels of water from the well. So they would it would kind of dig a ditch or dig a little trail behind them. So they called them lizard trails. Okay. Little interesting fact of useless knowledge when you go to <laughs> Team Arizona. I don't know if they still have a. I doubt it, but. Ask about the lizard trails. See if you, anybody knows what what you're talking about. <laughs> I listen to this little podcast. I'm talking about lizard trails. You know anything about them? They're not going to know anything about it. I doubt it. Um, well, anyway, they, um, you know, I talked about it was his name Smithville, and now it's Pima. So, how did that happen? Well, they applied. <laughs> what? Tell us, Jason. I am. I'm going to tell you right now. Just hold on a second. Hold. <laughs> this is really exciting. Not really. Uh, they they applied to the postal department uh, to get a uh, to get a post office. I guess to officially be a stop. And uh, the postal service was like, uh, "There's a lot of Smithvilles, so <laughs> you, you can't name your names name your town Smithville." But uh, we see you're in Pima County, so we're just going to call you Pima. And so the post office was like, here's your post office for Pima, <laughs> Arizona. And they just changed the name for them. So okay. there you go. So now, how confusing. Pima and then Pima County. Yeah, they did not then, think this through. Yeah, and then later, <laughs> yeah, Pima was in Pima County. And then later, they were incorporated into Graham County. Yeah. So there no Pima is not in Graham <laughs> County. Yeah, so I mean, it would be so confusing. I mean, they should have took us into consideration, Shannon. <laughs> they should. 2020, there's going to be two podcasters in a small town in East Tennessee yes. who are going to be confused by this. This is <laughs> this is absurd. We don't need to do this. But they didn't take our interest in, into heart, Shannon. No. They just went ahead and called it Pima. Gosh. I know. <laughs> All right, so the, the Mormons, they came in and did that. There is a Mormon um, church uh, just south of there think jesse smith said something about one day there will be a temple 
in Pima and uh, the last, I think the last 10 years, they built one just south of Pima, uh, mm. just between it and the next little town. So he was right. Shannon's looking around. Did you spot one? <laughs> no. Do you see shadows everywhere? It's like <laughs> shadows of... All right, okay. so moving on, moving right along to, uh, we talked about the Native Americans and how bad they were treated. Yes. Um, this north of Pima in Graham County is the San Carlos Apache Indian Reservation. Um, <clears throat> it was established in 1872 for the Chiricahua Apache Tribe. I didn't say that <laughs> right, and I'm so sorry. <laughs> It, uh, it's a white guy from East Tennessee. I'm not going to yeah. say a lot of stuff, a lot of Native American words <laughs> right. I apologize. The Chiricahua Apache Tribe. C-H-I-R-I-C-A-H-U-A. Apache Tribe. All right, now that Geronimo was in this tribe. He was in a different village, I guess. The, the tribes are huge. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he was in a a different area but geronimo was uh was part of the of that tribe so that's pretty cool that's a mm-hmm, famous that person cool. and that's a that's a cool story they arrested him and uh, the guy that arrested him but uh when his he was a soldier when he was a commander i guess there uh this is just going off top of my head off stuff i read that he he came in they his superiors when they came in they didn't like how he did things so they kind of rearranged some things and they let Geronimo go, even though he was captured. And then after that, Geronimo's like, yeah, I'm not going back that easy. Mm-hmm. So he started fighting for like 15 years after that before it died down. And I, I didn't realize Geronimo made it to old age. He hmm. died at the age of 79 in 1909. Oh, wow. So that's pretty cool. That is cool. That's pretty cool. And I believe they're here. Have you ever heard of Uh-oh. the Skull and Bones? Secret Society. Okay. Dum dum. We just got put on a list. No. Have you ever seen the movie Skull and Bones mm-hmm. with Joshua Jackson? I kind of remember that. Do you know who Basie is? Did you know what I'm talking about there? <laughs> no. Uh, Dawson's Creek? No, I didn't watch Dawson's Creek. Uh, but I do out. remember. What about I know Mighty like, Ducks? I've seen that. Okay. Well, he's Charlie on the Mighty Ducks. Okay. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Joshua Jackson. He's one of our. <laughs> Theatrical treasures. Um, right? Maybe. Yeah. I think he's a very good actor. I've been, you know, I've been watching my whole life. So Jason my loves him. I'm in love <laughs> with Joshua Jackson. And I should Jackson. know exactly who he is in every movie. Do you see a lost? No, I don't. Okay. But okay, anyway. Skull and Bones. Skull and Bones. That was a. Uh, Wasn't that a secret society? Secret society at a college. Yale? At Yale. Okay. See, and, uh, I kind of know. There you go. Yeah. Uh, President Bush was rumored to be in it. Both of them. Ooh, conspiracy. Uh, yeah, uh, there's a lot of influential people that are rumored to be part of them. It's an actual thing. I mean, there's a there's a club, but it, you know they say they're not a secret society, which is what every secret society will say. <laughs> Duh. But anyway, it's rumored. I've heard that somewhere along the way that they had stolen Geronimo's bones or at least his skull. Oh. Yeah, that they are at Yale in their in their building. Yeah, that's a rumor. That's weird. Yeah, so that's the story. Did you know we had a pool under our gym at the high school? That was also a rumor. That's not <laughs> true. 
That's not true. There used to be a field house underneath the gym. Okay. There used to be, or else it wasn't like the field house that's there now. It's Did you go small. in it, or was that also a rumor? Did I go in that field house? No, well, that was 1960s something. No. Well, how no. do we know it's even there? That could be a rumor. Because my uncle went to school there when it was built. I think your uncle started that rumor. That there was a pool under it? <laughs> no, I'm there was. Kidding. I don't know. Maybe that came from It's a Wonderful Life. Because <laughs> there was a pool under that gym. Remember? No. No. Oh, my gosh. Do you ever watch no. any of these classic movies? There's another wasp. All right. We got to pause it for oh another wasp break. And she's breaking things. Sorry. Okay. All right. We just killed four wasps and Shannon counted all the easy ones that you can see. There has to be like 22 visible wasps. There is more that he's killed. Yeah. This is pretty bad night. I don't know why. I don't know where they're coming from. I mean, like we're looking around the entire time and then. Poof, there'll be four. Yeah, it's And we so can't see weird. where they're coming from or anything. That's a lot of loss. All right, now we got to get back <laughs> to the important stuff. You have you don't know what I'm talking about on It's a Wonderful Life. No. I have don't. you ever seen It's a Wonderful I, Life? Okay, Come listen, on. my mom used to watch that all the time, oh. and I think because she watched it, I just didn't care about it. Like, I didn't want to watch the same okay. thing that my mom watched. Well, it's October. <laughs> we are going to watch. You coming to our house with Ryan <laughs> and Mason, and we're going to watch It's a Wonderful Life. With our families, okay? I am pretty sure that I've seen at least half of it. Okay. Well, there is a scene where <laughs> where uh, Alfalfa, the kid that played Alfalfa, he's not a kid anymore, he's in high school. <laughs> he's got, he, uh, he actually opens the, uh, there's a, a gym floor that opens up, and underneath there's a swimming pool. And James Stewart, Jimmy Stewart, is dancing on the. That's awful. <laughs> <laughs> is dancing on the, uh, dancing up there during the prom and all that. And uh, uh, the dog face boy. That's a reference to. Uh, I can't remember his first name. Something the dog face boy from. Uh, that's from a White Christmas. Have you seen White Christmas? Yes. Okay, but I good. mean, I can't remember these movies. I've all seen right. them like. <laughs> Once and then didn't care about him okay. later. So here's some more useless information. Right. The guy that played <laughs> Alfalfa in our gang and the Little Rascals and all that back okay. in the day, he grew up and he uh, he was in It's a Wonderful Life. He opened up. He had a crush on Jimmy Stewart's crush, and uh, Jimmy's dancing with her, so he gets mad, and he uh, opens the pool that was underneath. The, like the floor opens, and I always thought that was cool. Uh-huh. They open, and... Jimmy Stewart's dancing. He almost falls in. Oh, uh-huh. and then everybody sees it, but him, of course, him and her that are dancing, and then they, they think they're wearing the, winning the Charleston competition, and <laughs> they eventually fall in, and then everybody jumps in, and <laughs> it's a big, it's a big, funny scene in the movie. <laughs> and the guy that played uh, Alfalfa is also they show his picture in, in uh, what I say, White Christmas, and they call him mm-hmm. the Dogfish Dogface Boys, the Dogface Boy that they were in war with. And he's like, he's got two good-looking sisters. How can a how can a guy with a mug like that have two good-looking <laughs> sisters? So anyway, there you go. That's Alfalfa. <laughs> and then he died at a young age, over like fifty bucks. He got in an argument. And somebody shot him over fifty bucks. Uh, That's pretty sad. That so is sad. Useless information that I know somehow. <laughs> but you have to watch. It's a Wonderful Life. And if you're out there and listening, I mean, land, I'm pretty sure I have watched it. There's people all over that. Are, I mean, everybody listening is going, what? <laughs> has never, you're not going to believe it. But then there'll be the few people that are like, oh, okay, she doesn't stick to the same movies that everybody else watches. Okay, what's your favorite Christmas movie? Uh, I like The Holiday. Can you consider that a Christmas movie? The Holiday. <laughs> Who's in there? With a... 
Oh, Hobbit. Kate Winslet and <laughs> I watch it around Christmas holiday time every Inn. year. No, just the holiday. Okay. Holiday Inn is where they first sung White Christmas. That um, was Bing Crosby, I think. Me. It is a Christmas ish right, movie. Okay. It's what got Jack Black, Jack Black, and Kate Winslet and Cameron Diaz. Have you ever seen that, Jason? The holiday, probably. Oh no, I need a definite. Have you? I don't know. <laughs> the I'll people look it up. are listening. <laughs> they want to know. Yeah, everybody's seen the holiday. I and I love have. Home Alone. Home Alone. Yeah, that's a good one. Elf. Yeah. All right. What about the classics like back in the day? The Family Stone. That's a good one. That'll make you cry. I think I've seen it. Die Hard. It's a pretty good Christmas movie. <laughs> What'd you say? The Holiday. All right, I'm gonna look it up right now. Jack Black. I, th- I mean, it sounds familiar. But that sounds like all the rom com. All the all those people were in like a million rom coms. Okay, we have day. to watch A Christmas Story every year per my husband, even though I'm fine with watching it yeah, just once in my one. entire life. Emily doesn't want to watch it all the time. No. I have seen one oh. Christmas. Is Cameron Diaz crazy and drinking the whole time? Pretty much. Oh, that, really? I can't believe she's in a movie where that happens. <laughs> is the that every movie she's in but <laughs> The Mask? <laughs> uh, the Polar Express is yeah, a good one. Good. Ed Burns. He's in that. We are so random right now. Yeah, getting a little random, but uh, I've probably seen it, seen it, but I'm not going to remember that. I I have watched it. When did it come out? 2006. Yeah, I probably watched that on a date or something. And <laughs> Jonker's getting, I don't know if I've seen it or not. If I did, it wasn't memorable. What? All right. Maybe I'll give it another shot. If it's on, maybe I'll watch it. Okay, so then I'll... Come watch It's, it's a, a Wonderful, wonderful Life, and, and then we'll watch like The Holiday else. After. <laughs> All right. Yeah, put Huck and Mason to sleep, and then <laughs> go watch The Holiday. All right. Okay. All right. Getting back <laughs> to wherever so we were. I think oh, it's well. The Wasp. It's throwing, up, throwing yeah, us wasp off is our throwing game. Us off. All right. I was talking about Geronimo. Yes. The and Skull and Bones. All right. So, all right. To all the patchy. Uh, Native American tribe, apologize for that, for that skip right there, for that <laughs> wandered off. It started out with Geronimo, who uh, I'm glad he fought back. I'm glad he fought, and uh, hopefully things were, were a little bit better because of him. Okay, so the um, the Apache were treated pretty bad in this area. They um, they were killed for sport by the soldiers and their uh. their commanding officers. Yeah, it's not not good. And people back in Washington had no idea how bad it was or what they were doing but they were just treated treated as animals or worse and it was just awful um they uh, so they made this reservation in 1872 and they closed another re- reservation uh 180 miles away the uh, another camp the camp Verde reservation and they uh, marched them 100, 180 miles there was 1400 people that were being moved and 375 of them died on the on the way. So, mm-hmm. they just, you know, that's that's a pretty big chunk. Yeah, that's a huge and, chunk. Uh, that's awful. That's But uh, you know, moving forward to present day, uh they they founded the Apache Nation. Uh the people in this reservation uh formed the Apache Nation Chamber of Commerce to kind of get all the Apache Nation back together and to work together to to 
to further, you know, businesses and, and, and their, their, their community. And the Apache community stretches, evidently they, they move people all over the South. I mean, just moved the Apache tribe all over the South or in Oklahoma. Um, it said, I even read something about Florida. Hmm. I was like, wow, they just, I mean, just moved them around and got them so far away from their homeland. And, um, you know, that's, things are better on the reservation somewhat. They're, they're working together for stuff like that. Uh, they also have an Apache tribe language, uh, a preservation program too, to pres- preserve the Apache language. And that's pretty neat too, to keep that history going, that, that, uh, that culture going and to keep it strong. Cause that, I think that's important. I mean, they, they didn't, they didn't ask, they didn't move and assimilate into a new com- uh, culture. They, they had the culture take over their land and, mm-hmm. and it's awful. Um, and things aren't, you know, I say, you know, you th- we think that things are, they were treated bad, you know, it's been over a hundred years ago. No, in 2014, President, uh, President Barack Obama signed the 2015, it's December 2014, but he signed the 2015 National Defense Authorization Act. And in that act, there's a whole lot of stuff going in there. I mean, it's talking about uh, talking about planes and stuff like that with the Air Force. I mean, there's all kinds of the National the National Defense Act mm-hmm. Authorization Act. So there's a lot of stuff in there. This was just something that was buried in there. I don't know how much Obama knew about this or did or didn't know. Uh, but anyway, in that act, it gave sacred land of the Apaches to the Resolution Copper Mine that's owned by two Australian mining companies. So it's like this huge chunk of land, like 24,000, 2,400 acres uh, was of national forest was given to this 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 company from Australia, and in turn, they were going to give uh, 5,300 acres of land back to the United States. Oh, my gosh. So it was like a land swap for this. But it, part of the land was, was sacred sacred to the Apaches. And they're like, we don't like this. And mm-hmm. they, they had like 10 million people sign a, a, a petition for it. And uh, nothing really happened with it. The land contains the oak, um, the oak flat campground. Um, which, you know, I say that it sounds like it's going to be a small campground. This is where the Apaches would camp historically over, over time, over hundreds of thousands, yeah, you know, thousands of years, however yeah. long. Um, it's dotted with uh, petroglyphs and other uh, historic and prehistoric sites. So, that, I mean, the Apache, those people, people had been there for a long time, mm-hmm. and they just gave it to the, gave it to this company so they can mine copper. And it's a, uh, they're going to mine. I don't. It's not surface mining, but it's there's going to be things coming from underneath the surface to the surface, so it's not you know going to be great. Mm-hmm. Copper mining, uh, you know, in East Tennessee, there's a there's a town called Copper Basin, mm-hmm. and uh, I remember going there as a kid, and it was just barren because mm-hmm. what of whatever I I, I, can't, I don't know that off the top of my head for some reason. Mm-hmm. I think I should. <laughs> I should know why. What what caused? But I mean, there was no vegetation. It was just everything had been stripped, and it was brown, it was brown copper colored. It was just in you know, red clay everywhere. It was just ugly. And uh, things are growing back now. We went through it not too long ago. In 2016, the Oak Flat Campground was listed to, on the National Registration of Historic Places, but that didn't really stop anything. Bernie Sanders, uh, Senator Bernie Sanders, he's he introduced a bill. Uh, 
and to try to stop it, nothing happened. And then uh, he wasn't heard. Um, the uh, the hearing wasn't held or anything like that. And he's he's tried to introduce a, uh, another one and wasn't heard. Um, somebody did something in 2019. I haven't heard anything about that either. Couldn't find anything if, if that stopped it. So it sounds like it's still going through. Um, so still being messed with all these years later for, you know, they're taking their land so they can get something out of it. So not good. Not good. St- don't like that. Now, so. the Copper Basin, Tennessee, um, is resulted from persistence due to a set of interrelated human activities that included grazing, burning, building, and charcoal production, as well as mining and sulfuric acid recovery. Right. Um, it is now not the appearance of a desert, but is now green again. Right. Yeah. I mean, we drove through, and it was different than it mm-hmm. was. See, I remember going through as a kid, and it was just barren. Been through it again as a teenager, and it was better. Uh, but now it's it's pretty green. Like it didn't look as like I was look. I was waiting for it to, to get to the place where it was just brown. It said it was 150 years of environmental uh, stuff that they were doing. Yeah, there was a mine collapse there too. Pretty big one. There's a big hole I think there. I remember hearing about that. Yeah, I think there's a museum and stuff there now. So coming through our neck of the woods you can go to copper basin and check that out if you're into mining um or you can go learn and see what copper mine does can do to uh to the environment and see what might happen to this land yes um that used to be apaches so Mm. all right so that's a that's kind of all i got on pima um yeah, I'll talk about some places after you get done. I'll talk about some places that you can go visit and things that you can do around that area. But, okay. uh, but yeah, so I haven't heard what Shannon's got, so let's see. She did tell me it's some kind of conspiracy, so let's see if we can figure it out. It involves a murder cold case-ish, cold case-ish with a little bit of conspiracy. Okay, so Stephanie Prophet and her ex-husband, Andreas Goodrum, had a strained relationship for many years. They were married, then not, reconciled many different occasions. It seemed as though the chaos kept bringing the two back together. Mental and physical abuse as was a normal act in their relationship. In one report, Stephanie liked to get Andreas worked up and jealous. Her and her then-boyfriend, Robert Gonzalez, once engaged in public sex at a local county fair to enrage Andreas. She just wanted to get a reaction out of him. After he found this out, he assaulted her with a tire iron. A tire iron. Okay. So she... Okay, so... fair. Stephanie and Andreas, let me catch you up, have been married, divorced, right, married, divorced, that. like several times married, back together. Oh, yeah, okay. married, married and, and divorced. Wow. Yeah, at least twice. Um, so her, she had a boyfriend okay. and yes. All right. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. I missed something there. I like, after I got done, I was like, oh, and then I was like, oh, what did you just say? <laughs> All right. I'm back in. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Wow. Yes. So after, so it, they just had a very tumultuous relationship. It was just hot and cold, hot and cold. Both of them just seemed like they wanted to, you know, get each other all worked up and see how they would react i don't know how old were they that's a good question but not Um, teenagers like they're no not teenagers Mm -mm. (laughs) um 
On a hot August night in 1993, a new moon made the dark night seem even more desolate. The on and off again couple. Did you like that? I like that. Did you write that? (laughs) Yes. Nice. (laughs) That took me like 10 minutes. Yeah. I like that. (laughs) Okay. That's professional right there. I know, right? The on and off again couple went for an early morning ride at about 3.15 a.m. Who goes on a ride at 3.15 in the morning? All right. They're drunk or high. Okay. Could be, could be. Now, this is all according, as I'm telling you this, this is according to Andreas's testimony of what happened. So, the ex-husband, this is like his point of view or whatever. Andreas said they began to argue about which roads to take. He ultimately decided to take the more remote area of Tanku Hot Springs. Andreas was a self-proclaimed recovering alcoholic and drug addict. Recovering? Yes. 3.15 in the morning. She's not recovering. She is and him, relapsed. And him, too. Okay. so Nothing good happens after midnight. That's this, what I've always heard. This is true. And definitely not at 3.15 in the morning. He said that Stephanie kept pushing him to give him the drugs on him, which he declined that he had any at all. A short time later, though, he pulled the truck onto Heckle Road, which is all gravel, he then stated that because the truck kept bouncing up and down, the headlights went out. He stopped the truck, got out to fix it. While he was tampering with the vehicle, Stephanie got out to argue once again. Andrea said that he couldn't get the headlights back on, but decided to head back home. He also said that Stephanie was being Stephanie, refused to get back into the vehicle, and that he felt she really wouldn't due to her stubborn nature. So, of course, he left her. In the middle of nowhere. In the middle of the desert. In the middle of the night. Dark, dark, dark. In the middle of the desert. This is August in Arizona. I can so imagine it's so yeah. hot. <laughs> like he. No, it's freezing in the middle of the night, but I was probably cold in the middle of the really? night. Really? Yeah. In August? Arizona? Yeah. yeah. Let me see. I'll look that up. Okay. I can't believe that I'm actually saying this, but according to Andreas, he left Stephanie in the middle of the desert, four miles away from any telephone, in the dead of night with a jug full of Gatorade that he left by the road. He wasn't sure where she was at. And a report that I read, he stated for him to leave the gravel road and get back home, he had to use his have his brake lights on the entire time in order to see because his headlights were out. So he drove these remote roads with his brake lights guiding him somehow. I don't believe him. <laughs> right? <laughs> already, we're just barely in this, and it already is sending so many red flags. So Andreas said he went home to change vehicles because he couldn't get the headlights working. When he returned with a different vehicle, he couldn't find her. Naturally, he drove to his body shop business and opened it at 7.30 per usual. So he left his ex-wife in the middle of the desert in dark darkness at 3.15 in the morning, drove home, got a different vehicle, went back out there to find her, quote, was like, oh, I can't find her. I'm just going to go open up shop 7.30 in the morning. Yeah, I still don't believe him. Yeah. He did not notify authorities about the missing ex-wife. He did say he attempted to call her mother several times without getting through. <laughs> Guess what? Guess what? Guess why he can't find her? Because she's dead. Yes. Okay. So the following day. Because he on killed her. 
<laughs> the following day, Andreas would make contact with the police. He told authorities that he thought she hitched a ride back to the nearby town of Duncan, where Stephanie had a supposed relationship with another female. This would be the last time anyone had seen or spoke to Stephanie alive. Obviously. <laughs> well, not obviously. We don't know. But yeah, It's pretty obvious that he killed her. Mm-hmm. And left, and, and yeah, he knows exactly where she's at. And it already seems weird to me that he took one truck out there, brought it back home, took another truck to go find her, yeah. but then left and then just opened up his yeah, business. It just seems her. weird. If Well, I mean, he's, he, you know, he sounds like he's, he's a wonderful human being. Yes. So, and so, I mean, it doesn't surprise me at all. Yeah. It is a little shocking, though, that your ex, if you didn't have anything to do with it, that your ex would be missing in the desert and you don't notify authorities or anything. Weird. Well, he's a POS, so that's why he... Yes. Yeah. Okay, so it seemed that no one really cared what happened to Stephanie, not her ex-husband, or the authorities. The sheriff at the time was Richard Mack, and he seemed more interested in his future political endeavors. The six months after Stephanie's disappearance into the dark desert, Mack had successfully sued the federal government over the Brady Gun Control Bill. Do you know what that is? A little bit. The Brady Bill was... Uh, Brady... W w there was an attempt on Ronald Reagan's life, and Brady... Oh, is it Jim Brady? Mm. This was, I mean, this was when I was, before I knew what news was. <laughs> I mean, this is early in my life, so I'm going off of history, but I think it was Jim um, Brady. Oh, God. <laughs> in my notes, right. I put in parentheses, ask Jason what this is. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, James Brady, Jim Brady, I was right. James Brady was shot in the attempt on Reagan's life. He was shot, and uh, I'm not going to look it up. I'm not going to – I can spend time and look it up, but he was he was disabled. I'll say that. I can't remember exactly how, but he was disabled from the gunshot. He didn't die, uh, but evidently they, that's when the background checks was put in place on handguns. Well, so this guy, the sheriff, Mac, had successfully sued the federal government over the Brady gun control bill. So I'm not sure what he, what he actually – what his stance on – that was but he sued him and he won he had also appeared on several talk shows about his political strides putting his goals aside though mac had a nice resume that would be suitable enough for running a law enforcement operation he was a graduate at the fbi academy in quantico virginia he was quoted as saying during the disappearance of stephanie that we weren't investigating a murder we weren't investigating a death which tells me that he had her case on low priority possibly thinking she really did skip town or something right. he wasn't concerned about her didn't think anything about it well he knew their i'm sure he knew their history yeah so this matt guy was just not interested didn't want to pursue any investigation or anything months later though actually it was 55 days exactly stephanie's nude remains were found in a grove of salt cedar a few miles from where andrea said he left her by a hunter who found her left arm bones. So he found her left arm, the oh, bones wow. there. With her remains found, Mac then told the public that Stephanie had just been disoriented and possibly dehydrated, taking her clothes off and laid down to die. Mac's the sheriff? The sheriff. 
<laughs> this notable sheriff hmm. just said that she just stripped off all her clothing and well, there's gonna be critters out there so they're gonna that's i mean i can see where that's possible it's not a lot to eat scavengers are gonna scavenge maybe but wouldn't you think the sheriff would be like okay yeah, let's investigate yeah. this not, yeah, and not, find out yeah What's I don't know. Happening? I'm not defending him. I don't know why. That's okay. No, that's like, good. I don't sound like I'm. I no, hope I don't sound like I'm defending him. I'm no, saying, you're doing all different because we don't we don't know. So, but it is election time, and he doesn't want a murder on his watch while he's trying Could to be reelected. But yeah. if there is a murder, wouldn't you want to solve solve that, that before election time so you can go look what I did? Uh, yeah, I don't know. You would think. The autopsy report came back and noted that the neck bone, which sometimes indicates strangulation if displaced, had fallen completely apart. Mac did not believe that her ex-husband had anything to do with the death of Stephanie. The weird thing about this whole case is the relationship between Sheriff Mac and Andreas. Andreas has had a long resume and run-in with police. He had several charges against him dropped for his work as a confidential informant for law enforcement. I was just thinking that's what yeah. you're going to say. You were on the right track. Many people suspect suspect that Mac is protecting Andreas by not even investigating her death. Mac, know, Mac knows something on somebody. He knows a lot about a lot. <laughs> He's just not saying in my opinion. Mac had known about the strained love affair and triangle between Stephanie, Andreas, and Stephanie's then-boyfriend. He knew this because restraining orders were all put in place against both men, and they still continued going after each other in an all-out love war. So, Andreas was constantly in trouble with the law, but he was a natural with getting out of trouble. He was known in the community as a drug snitch. In one incident, Andreas had a girlfriend that was pregnant with his child. He choked her until she passed out and was charged with assault. So this guy has had, I mean, there was a ton more. I just yeah. chose the notable ones. I, <clears throat> if you're from Pima, Arizona or Graham County, mm-hmm. don't date this dude. No, definitely you're a, you're a not. nice lady or any lady. Even if you're not nice, <laughs> don't <laughs> take this stay dude. Away. Stay away from him. Yeah. It seems as though Mac had more than enough reason to look into Andreas as a suspect, but he never did. Even if you didn't look into the past criminal history of Andreas, Stephanie's attorney had a voicemail that was left from Andreas to Stephanie's phone telling her that he would kill both her and her boyfriend. Authorities and Mac said that they couldn't tell for sure if that was Andrea's Andrea's voice or not, so no further investigation <laughs> into that as well. Oh my goodness. Stephanie's mother was furious with Mac and the authorities for not pursuing an investigation into her daughter's disappearance and death. So she hired a private detective. The investigator quickly realized that the police had v- done virtually nothing. No investigation whatsoever into this case. They couldn't even find the missing report on Stephanie at the beginning. So they had to reconstruct an entire new report. So their office had just, I mean, they just threw her in the corner and just didn't think about it anymore. While time went on, Andreas sold both of his vehicles that he drove back and forth to the desert that night. It seemed as though he was trying to get rid of any evidence that would be left. No one actually knew if there was evidence in those vehicles but the sheriff's department failed to even search his property police didn't even do a formal interview with andreas until seven weeks after her disappearance 
After a search for Stephanie that took approximately 25 hours, Matt called off the operation without finding her body. There was a set of faint footprints seen along the bank, but no pictures were taken, which later proved to be a critical mistake in the investigation. The sheriff's office still didn't seem concerned with Andreas, but now focused more on her boyfriend, Gonzalez. They did a search of his house and vehicle and found nothing. He told police at the beginning he felt like Stephanie was dead from the moment they said she went missing. The private investigator unveiled that Mac was giving Andreas important information regarding the case during interviews. He also noted that Mac said he had interviewed Andreas on the afternoon of October 4th, but records show that Mac was actually in a meeting in Mesa at the same time. When questioned about this, Sheriff Mac said he could be at two different places on the same day. Mac and Andreas actually had quite the relationship. They communicated daily. It seemed like he was more than just a snitch to Mac. There was no question that the sheriff's department failed Stephanie with the handling of this investigation, and the family of Stephanie still continues to search for justice and answers. There's just a whole lot of entanglement going right. on here. Is Mac, did he win re-election? Is he still the sheriff? Let's pause that and check it uh, out. Let's check that. <laughs> so he did not win the election. He actually uh, was sheriff from 1988 to 1994. So a year after Stephanie's death. And then you found out he w he ran for... For Senate of the Arizona State Senate in 2006. Okay. But he lost. He lost, okay. So, I mean... This is an interesting story. Yeah. Conspiracy. I mean, I don't know that we'll really ever know. Yeah. So that was number nine. Yeah, that was number nine. That I was, feel like that was we rambled quite a bit. We ram <laughs> rambled quite a bit. And hopefully you all are still with us because uh, we're at the end. If you made it this far, we do we do appreciate it. Thank you guys for listening. And if you've made it through all nine episodes and you're still here, we really appreciate that. Um, go like. Um, what do we say here? We go like all of our social media. Yes, like, subscribe, subscribe and share. Share. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> share. We'll uh we'll put some put stuff on Instagram. Uh hopefully y'all are following us there. Uh that's kind of where we we kind of do everything. Your Town Crime Pod is their handle there on Insta Instagram. Um on Twitter you can find us at crime underscore town. Facebook, your town crime podcast. And you can email us at yourtowncrimepod at gmail.com. And uh, if you've got something about this um, episode or any of your episodes, just uh, in the subject line, put Pima, Arizona. And uh, we'll, uh, we'd appreciate it. Just yeah. let us know what you got. You got if you're from that area. Uh, if we missed any cool stories, uh, we might do uh, a recap, some mini, mini-sodes. Uh, some mini podcast or something like that to uh to go back over some things and and uh the viewers have let us know fix what we got wrong right <laughs> right now we're talking pretty big hopefully there's uh there's people from that i think that'll be cool when we actually get somebody that will be cool yeah uh, like hey i live here yeah so uh you know if you're on instagram you might want to look uh we're gonna hashtag your towns uh try to get interest in uh people so people listen to us and uh People learn about your little town. I mean, this is a town of 2,500 people, small county, small people-wise, um, southern, southeastern Arizona. 
So, uh, you know, Pima, I'm sure people in Pima, Arizona thought, never thought that there would be a podcast about them. No. And I think that's kind of cool. That is cool. Yeah, that's cool. Um, and we're really sorry if we got any information wrong. Right. Google I mean, is not, not always right. Yeah. But. And then I go off the top of my head on this <laughs> stuff, like, you know. Oh, well, I didn't, had no idea Jim James Brady was going to be brought into this. And I want to try to remember things. Though. So let us yeah. know. I particularly want to know if you have any insight on any of the crimes or investigations that we've talked about. It would be interesting to see yeah. your point of view from what happened or what you've heard. Or Yeah, now we're, like uh, we're not going to – if you're getting on social media talking about this stuff, if you're on our Facebook page – uh, talking about this stuff, um, you know, don't don't talk about if you're from Pima or you're from any of these areas. Don't talk about like addresses or where these people hang oh, out or no. like try to. It's called doxing. If you mm-hmm. don't know what that is, Google it. Um, you don't want to do that. You don't want to. You could hurt. You could hurt a an investigation. So if you've got information or something, go to the go to the police mm-hmm. in that area. If you can't trust that, then the call state police or the the state FBI, whoever. You know, you can trust. <laughs> or, you know, if, if if you only trust us, <laughs> God help you. But if you do, if you don't, then we'll, we'll, help, we'll help you find somebody. We'll send it in yeah. a direction that hopefully is safe. <laughs> right, yeah. So uh, let me tell you a few things about Pima, Arizona. I want, okay. Because we do, we just talked about true crime. And I know that we just talked about something bad that happened in this county. Uh, but I'll, I'll, let me tell you about some things that you can do if you're driving through this area. They've got the Eastern Arizona Museum in Pima. So that's pretty cool. It talks about Graham County, the history of Graham County in Pima. Um, so that's pretty neat. There's Discovery Park. Um, that's one of those things that I saw that was on that like top 14, 15 things to do in Pima. It wasn't in Pima. It's 15 minutes away. So it wasn't too far. No. Uh, if you're from a big town, like 15 minutes, you think it you know it takes 15 minutes to get from one red light to another yeah uh but 15 minutes is down in safford south of uh south of pima uh and they have an observatory there which is pretty cool uh they have a space shuttle simulator i looked at this place on the map and i'm like i mean it's a little little place i'm like what what (laughs) in the world there's like a a greenhouse right next to it like just where you can go buy plants or something i don't know (laughs) We need uh, to talk to our city recorder and see if we can get a <laughs> space shuttle simulator. But yeah, it, an observatory, yeah. and they have a movie room too. I don't know what the movie room's all about, but that was That's noted. Cool. Um, you can also go to the Mount Graham uh, Wilderness Study Area. So Mount Mount Graham, where Graham County gets its uh, its namesake. Uh, you can go up there and check it out and drive. Looks like a nice drive. There, I actually looked at a YouTube video about that. The guy okay. was driving up. <laughs> the mountain there. Um, if you want to go to the uh, uh, the San Carlos Apache um, Reservation, you can go to uh, the San Carlos Apache Culture Center. Uh, they've got a Apache Gold Casino, uh, the San Carlos Ooh, Recreation. Huh? Oh. Yeah, San, San Carlos Recreation Area and Wildlife Department. Uh, so you can do... Uh, you can go hunting there, hunting and fishing, uh, boating, camping, bird watching, all kinds of nature stuff. Uh, you do have to uh, get time, travel permits for hunting and fishing and probably camping and probably doing anything. <laughs> if I if I was, was if I was a Native American on a reservation and people were coming, white people were coming in, <laughs> yeah, I would want to know. Uh, so, 
yeah get you know get your uh get your permits and uh and treat them with respect and be nice yeah we don't we need to all love one another yes the golden <laughs> rule. all right okay it's my turn to throw it's your the turn dart to throw yeah you, i'm you, so excited where are you going what are you going i don't know i think i'm just gonna go for it every time i Aim. say i'm gonna try something it. all right so we'll pause it and be right back okay Shannon threw the dart. Where'd you hit, Shannon? I hit Eureka Springs, Arkansas. Yeah. It's on the uh it's in the Ozarks. Looks like uh right on the border of Arkansas and Missouri. Not too far away from Broken Arrow. Oh, that's true. The crow fly, so uh it's really easy to hit that part of the map. <laughs> got, I know. Yeah. Well, I first hit the Atlantic Ocean. <laughs> yeah, again. <laughs> Yeah, one of these days she's gonna get Boston, because <laughs> she thinks she's got close to that twice. <laughs> yeah, so Eureka Springs, Arkansas. We we uh, we get, we did a little quick investigating, and we think we've got some pretty good stuff. Um, they have a nice uh, a nice web page that popped right up. Mm-hmm. Uh, the town of Eureka Springs does, and it looks like a nice nice town filled with Victorian homes. <laughs> yeah, so. Uh, said the entire what did i say the entire uh downtown was on the national historic yes places mm-hmm. Eureka Springs, so yeah so we'll have a lot to talk about we'll let you know more and i'll get that that's exactly right next week or i'll try uh so yeah you guys have a good week okay okay thank y'all for week. listening see you next week <laughs>